Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thanks for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook. I'm Cristina Marujos and joining me today is Senior Investment Analyst Mario Sechikiriakos and we'll be having a look at the upcoming week, which is going to be rather quiet, at least on the central bank front. However, it has a lot of important data releases with the highlight probably being the jobs numbers out of the United States on Friday. Mario's the Fed has stressed again and again, it will look at employment numbers in order to decide when and how it would taper asset purchases. Therefore, what are we expecting to see? and how might the data affect the dollar? Hello, Christina. They're going to have a, a really big effect, I believe. So let's take a small step back. We've heard a lot of chatter lately that the Delta variant is going to hit the US economy. That's going to slow down the Fed's normalization plans. And indeed, we've seen some early signs that suggest economic growth is losing steam. Now, that being said, the wheels are not coming off the economy either. So the overall economy is still pretty solid. It's larger now than it was before the crisis. The labor market is recovering really quickly. And crucially, inflation is unlikely to cool anytime soon. We just got news today that the Supreme Court canceled the latest ban on evictions, which means that going forward, we might see rents skyrocket in the US and that could start to feed the inflation story as well. And the best part is that Congress is also pushing ahead with another massive spending package, this time on infrastructure in the trillions of dollars. Therefore, I don't think that the Delta variant is a huge issue for the US economy. And even in a worst case scenario where it does hit the economy, I think that also puts pressure on the politicians to actually get something done on the spending. So that might be a positive. Now, as far as the Fed is concerned, they are clearly preparing the markets for a tapering decision this year. It's not really a question of whether they will taper, but rather when they will announce it. Now, right now, the markets are debating, is it going to be September? Is it going to be November? Maybe de December? And of course, the upcoming jobs data are going to be crucial in this debate. Now, non-farm payrolls are expected to have risen uh, 760,000 in August, and that would push the unemployment rate a little lower. Now, if that's true, that would leave America some 6 million jobs away from a full labor market recovery. Now, subtract from those 6 million, around 2.5 million people that retired early because of the pandemic, and that means we are only really missing around 3.5 million jobs, which means that we could be back to full employment by the end of the year if this recovery pace continues. Now, what, what does all of this mean for the dollar? I don't think it matters much whether the Fed pushes the tapering button in September or November. In the big, in the big picture, it's just a matter of time, right? What does matter is that the Fed is years ahead of the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan in the normalization game. And over time, ultimately, this argues for the dollar to gain against the euro and against the yen as investors go back to carry trades. Now let's move into the Eurozone because it has a barrage of data releases coming up, with the most important one probably being the Eurozone inflation print out on Tuesday. Arguably, Marios, the Eurozone economy uh, has found its footing and vaccinations are rolling out nicely. Therefore, what is the outlook for the Euro? Well, the Eurozone economy is doing better. Yes, vaccinations have gone into overdrive, virus restrictions have been rolled back. 
but it's not impressive, unfortunately. If you look at the recovery in the Eurozone, it pales in comparison to America. So, for example, the Eurozone economy is still way smaller than it was before the crisis. It hasn't really recovered yet. And the risk is that this latest recovery phase we've seen, that might just be a reopening boom that fades towards the end of the year, right? Now, there are some positives. A very high vaccination rate, that means the Delta variant is not that big of a threat. Also, the recovery fund money are finally being distributed to member countries. Now, the problem with that is that the recovery package is way too small and there isn't any real political appetite for any more because government debts have ballooned already. Now, long story short, the Eurozone is doing better, but the recovery isn't impressive. And the, the European Central Bank is well aware of this. What does that mean? They probably will not raise interest rates over the coming years. They won't even consider that, which over time argues for the euro to struggle against the currencies whose central banks will be raising interest rates. And finally, Marios, before I let you go, we're expecting GDP numbers out of Canada and Australia this week. What are we likely to see in the numbers and how might that affect the loonie and the Aussie respectively? Well, Canada and Australia are two completely different stories. So Canada is doing really well, very high vaccination rate, high oil prices, a lot of that spending in the US is spilling over into neighboring Canada. And as a result of this, the Bank of Canada is removing stimulus slowly but surely they are heading towards higher interest rates. Now the loony lately has been entirely at the hands of risk sentiment. It has been moving with stock markets and oil prices, and those are going to be really important in the outlook. I think that the big picture is positive overall, but there's also an election next month, and that's going to spice things up. Now, in Australia, it's the opposite story. The nation is still trapped in a lockdown. The government is waiting for the vaccination rate to rise much further before they relax any of the restrictions. And overall, it looks like the economy is going to take a massive hit from this. Now, the Reserve Bank, it's stuck to its guns that it wants to taper asset purchases lately. But I think there's a very strong chance that they they abandon those plans at their next meeting. And as far as the Aussie is concerned, I think that the outlook is relatively negative here as long as the lockdowns continue, and especially with China, with the Chinese economy losing momentum lately. Marios, it was great having you with me today. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.